Hello, Vegas Golden Knights fans. Welcome to another episode of Ladies of the Knights Slashin' and Hookin', a passion podcast by women who love talking hockey, specifically about our hometown team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Hi, Kim. Hi, Carrie. It's playoff time. It is. I am so (laughs) pumped for playoffs. I have been super excited preparing for this podcast and um, just the energy around me and my house right now is uh, is really exciting. So I don't even know if I need smelling salts today. Right. But I, I I'll still we'll do them anyway. It's tradition. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to pop. Here we go. There we are. Ooh, it's been a while. It's been a couple weeks, but oh, yes. I've forgotten. I'm going to go in slow. You go slow? <laughs> I need to do one more. And you're done. <laughs> okay. There we are. All okay, right. Okay, I'm ready. Let's right. do this. Let's do it. Okay. First off, let's talk about things uh, we haven't been on for a couple weeks. Um, with this shortened schedule, it's just a little crazy. Um, the So much happens. A lot of things happen. Um, also, I actually like the shortened schedule. I do have to prioritize like what, what I'm going to get done during the week because I'm watching <laughs> so much hockey. But I do like the short, shortened schedule. It's been really fun. It has been uh, fun. But a lot of things have happened. So... We're going to talk about some things that happen with the Knights. Then we'll talk about some things that happen with the league. Right. Some of the things might be a little bit out of, you know, might might seem a little out of date. But they, they feel out of date maybe because it's been, like you say, so much happens. But really, they're important. They are so yeah. important. I and mean, it's they're worth mentioning. Absolutely. Even if we just go fast. Okay, so, but with our beloved Knights, what's been happening? What has happened in the last couple of weeks? Well, what has happened? I think one of my favorite things that has happened has been um, Fleury getting his number three ranked spot in all-time wins in the NHL. He's right up there with his his own favorite. Um, yeah. And what's the word when when you look up to somebody? His idols. His idols. Yeah, Thank he's you. up there with yeah. his idols. Um, had moved into third place on his own. He was tied for a little bit, moved into third place for his own. I think this is a really big deal because I think for him – um, at the beginning of the season, he wasn't quite sure he was going to meet that, you know, based on what happened last season and kind of the switching back and forth. But with Leonard and his injury, with the concussion injury, it really moved Flurry into that position to be able to do that. I, we don't, have, we don't have to go into this, but it's a potential that he could get into second. Just kind of depends on next on year. The next couple it's of years, it's a lot. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. Yeah, sixty-ish or so. But when we talked last time, he was just met the fourth's position. Mm-hmm. Now he's secured the third. Yeah. So that all happened in a couple of weeks, which is really kind of cool. I know, which is I really know. awesome because we love him. We do. All love right. Him. And Riley Smith had his first hat trick ever. I in know. The NHL. That was so, and I also feel like he, you know, he kind of came out um, kicking and screaming. I don't know what the word is, but he was on fire and it came, you know, his first hat trick and he, we haven't seen a lot of production under him mm-hmm. in the last season really. So it's kind of nice. It's hopefully he's hitting a, um, Get, you know, his stride, if you will, right, um, right when it matters it's, most. Right. It's the perfect time for him to be doing that. So hopefully that continues. Um, okay. VGK also nominated Flurry for the Bill Masterson Memorial Trophy. It's awarded annually to the player who exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the game. And I can't imagine anyone better suited for that, um, for that award. So that's exciting. That was fun. Um, so there's, I think another thing that's happened for our team is we saw this kid Sakura play. I don't know if he's played with us before, but he certainly came out and he was playing the last game and he scored his first two goals in the same game. 
um, for the Vegas Knights. I think it was his first goal was scored before he came to our team, his first NHL goal, but um, I hadn't seen him on the ice before. Or yeah. if I had, I hadn't noticed him. Yeah, he has played a couple in a couple other games, one or two other games, but um, but yeah, I... You know, that game against San Jose, I mean, was San Jose really playing? I'm not even sure. Um, so, <laughs> they probably I, weren't playing all their best people. And we did talk earlier about how he he didn't really celebrate, but I don't think this team celebrated very much at all during that game. I think that they were coming down off of that loss from Colorado yeah. with Colorado, and so I don't know that they felt like there was a lot to celebrate. I It's sad for Sakura because I feel like, you know that those were his first couple of goals with our team, and there was like some restraint there. I mm-hmm. felt like, but um, but yeah. So speaking of which, should we be talking about that game with Colorado? Because that that's yeah, that's that was kind of what's happening with Vegas the last couple of weeks. Really we played Colorado, ones. we lost, and as a result of that, you know, we basically lost the position. I shouldn't say we lost the position. Colorado secured the position when with their following two wins after our game of the first place in the league, in the standings, as well as the president's trophy. trophy. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about that right now. Okay. Yeah. Let's, we'll wait, on, let's wait on the president's trophy. They did, they did secure that, um, but um, I also think... Um, well, let's, let's just keep going. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. Um, okay, so, oh, but Mark Stone just had a birthday. That's important. Oh, okay, that's important to you. Did you send him a, a gift or a, a tweet or anything? I didn't, I didn't even repost it. Poor guy. Sorry, buddy. Um, oh, yeah. my goodness. We also, Krebs, I know you want to talk about Krebs and your Yeah, sadness. well, he broke his jaw. So this, to me, is like, honestly, it's been bugging me. I didn't say he broke his jaw. His jaw got broken because he had a puck to the face. I don't remember which game it was in, but he's out for the season. And he was coming, I mean, the games he was playing for us, he was really appearing. It, he has smarts, kind of like Stone, I think. Yeah. I think we're going to see him, what an asset he is to our team mm-hmm. and will be for the long term. Yeah. But I was disappointed because I would have loved to have seen him play in the playoffs and see what he could do for us. I thought he would have been an awesome asset. So to mm-hmm. me, that was a low. Yeah. Really disappointed that that happened and we're not going to see him. Yeah, that is a bummer, and it kind of reminded me of Cody Glass. Um, I it, oh. it just breaks my heart when these like babies get injured, these kind of serious injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, right when they get in, it doesn't doesn't feel like a bit great welcome. But um, hopefully he'll recover quickly and um, and be back with us because I do think he's an asset as well. All right. I noticed that Tuck didn't play in the third period of the last game he was in. I don't know, if, um, and so that seemed concerning. After the game, though, uh, DeBoer was interviewed. He said they were just resting him, that there was no injury. Right. So that's what they said. (laughs) Can we talk about, I don't know if this is our spot, what's going on with the Knights about the Jennings Trophy? Um, Absolutely. Oh, definitely. That's a huge one. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We have to finish. We have to to round out what's happening with the Knights with the Jennings Trophy. You want to follow up? Yeah. Well, just that we've secured the Jennings Trophy, which is basically... Um, what is the, the fewest goals? The fewest goals, and um, with Leonard and uh, for a team, so Leonard mm-hmm. and Flurry earned that that trophy. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, we had to hold San Jose to less than three goals the other night uh, for them to be able to earn that trophy, and Flurry gave us a shutout that night of six zero. So, so. Nice. 
And I think yeah. he's ju jumped in shutouts too. Right? Did we talk about that already? We haven't. Um, he's um, went up the ranks in shutouts, like career shutouts as well with, with his uh, play this year and mm -hmm. with that last game. Absolutely. So the minimum number of games that a goalie uh, can play to earn the Jennings Trophy is typically um, 25 in a regular season, but with a shortened season, it was 17. That's why both of them, um, even with Leonard being out, both of them acquired that um, that honor. So, that's so that awesome. yeah, that's fabulous. So it's just been a great like lots of happening in the last two weeks. And it seems like a lot of really great things happening for Flurry mm -hmm. after a really tough season last year. It's been really nice to see all of this come about for him. Yeah, he's had. Um, I mean, we can pause and talk about Flurry because I could talk about Flurry all day. <laughs> I mean, I love Flurry. I feel like I feel like loving Flurry. Kind of shows my age a bit because all the middle-aged women love Flurry. <laughs> and when you go to the games, Flurry is on everybody's back. And it's not just middle-aged women, but you, if it's a woman who's between the age of 40 and 65 or 75, yeah, it's Flurry on their back. Of course, I'm generalizing, but that's what it seems. Yeah, he has had 60 set of, 67 shutouts. He's ahead of his idol, Patrick Hua. And he is playing the best he's ever played. It's his career high this year, this season. He's had 90, a .928 save percentage. He's only had 1.98 goals against. We could spout off more stats. But he, he also leads the league in, in above expected, um, is it games one, mm -hmm. I think? Or I'm not really sure what that stat is, so I should well, stop. And he's also potentially up for the Vesna this year. And he's never had the Vesna. Never. Yeah. So that's, that's remarkable. I hope he wins that, actually. I do, too. too. Anyway, so, and he's also the active leader in playoff, I can't even read my, wins at 81. So he's had 81 playoff yeah, wins. He's a superstar. He, he he's in a Hall of Famer, for yep. sure. All right, so what's happening in the league? Let's talk about what's happened in the league in the last couple of weeks. Um, so the biggest thing is the firing, well, the biggest thing was, first of all, Tom Wilson being a crazy person yeah. that he is. Um sucker punching someone on the ice and then getting up and grabbing some other guy by the hair and throwing him down on the ice. I mean, it would just was out of control play. Um, he, he's known for that. He's been suspended multiple times. He's a repeat offender, mm -hmm. uh, but they don't take that into account when they're right. deciding on suspensions. And so, um, when nothing really happened, except I, I don't think anything really happened at, uh, he had a five minute penalty. Is that right? I'm sorry. I, I, no, he had, I think it was only two minutes. Okay. Two minute penalty. Then eventually he was fined the $5,000, which is the max. Um, but the Rangers were pissed. So they ended up yeah. submitting a letter, um, airing it, airing their grievances in public, which is goes yeah. against, you know, the whole silent old school protocol. Like, right. You, know, you gotta keep your mouth shut. Um, and called out the NHL as well as, uh, the guy that's in charge of, um, player safety. Yeah. So, and they were fined. The yes. New York so Islanders. we'll quickly Quickly, the the GM and the president were fired. Yep. Then they were fined the two hundred fifty thousand yep. dollars, and then after the season ended, they ended up firing, firing their, their coach, coach as well. So, a lot of drama. Yeah. In New York, and there's they're just now really not now, but you know they're starting now to talk about well who's going to replace. 
that coach. And Gallant is in the mix mm -hmm. on that. He seems like he. It's it says that he's you know a good fit for to coach that team. But that will all come out in the next few weeks. I'm imagining they'll name someone. Maybe I don't know how long it takes. But yeah, this is a really good example of how much how fast things are moving right now. In the last two weeks, we haven't had a podcast, and it almost feels like old news. Yeah, but you got to mention it because it was a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing is, I've read this, and this will start to, I'm sure after the playoffs, take more press, is um, Seattle acquired their first player, Luke Henman. Mm -hmm. They don't have a coach named yet. Right. But they acquired, it was on May 12th, they acquired their very first player. I've really enjoyed their social media, I have to say. I haven't been following it. Oh, yeah. I followed them right away when they first um, announced the expansion team, and they've had some really fun... Um, competitions mm -hmm. and prizes and some fun huh. things going on. So cool. if you are interested, um, follow them. That's that's a good. You know, another thing that was um, I listened to this week and I heard mentioned while there's all this talk about going on is that um, uh, Bill Foley has identified and is considered one of the best owners in pro sports, not just in the NHL, mm -hmm. pro sports. And the things that they look at, they talk about their community involvement. You know how he's really. Um, got great coaches great management and he kind of lets them do their jobs and that's one of the things that as um that i've listened to is that when a lot of coaches may not want to go coaches may not want to go to a team to coach if the ownership is very difficult and there are some teams in the league where the ownership is really difficult mm -hmm. but the other thing he's done is you know he's brought the ahl team in as we talked about and he's built the arena for them yes. and a training facility mm -hmm. so people want to play for him that's just inside. We've talked about him in the past. Yeah, but and that... all, well, and outside of um, hockey, he just purchased um, an expansion indoor football league um, team. Uh, with the guy with <laughs> with the guy uh, that heads up Dollar Loan Center. Oh. So I don't think the name is changing anytime Damn. soon because that indoor football league will play team will play at the. Um, the Dollar Loan Center <laughs> at the Henderson Arena. Arena. <laughs> so obviously they're in tight, and that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that explains a few things. All right. We still don't like it. No, still don't like it, and every <laughs> no one likes it. Right. I have never seen. I always look whenever they're talking about the Dollar Loan Center. I always look at comments, and every single comment is like, "Change the name, change the name, change yeah. the name." But I don't think that that's happening. Uh, all right. So. One of the things that we like we've talked about in the past or we talk about a lot is, you know, our the bang for our buck. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that with Leonard, we've talked about it with um obviously most recently with Petrangelo. Um and so Jesse Granger had an article come out on the athletic. I am not into numbers usually. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless it's like goals, you know, right? That <laughs> I'm into numbers, but I'm not really into numbers. But this was really interesting. I have to give him credit for this because this is not something that I figured out at all. But I did want to kind of consolidate it and talk about it a little bit because I think it's important. I also got me really hyped. It's part of the reason why I'm super hyped for playoffs. Okay. Uh, it's because we are really in a great position. So there's this whole thing about point percentage versus goal differential and this GSVA, which combines all of those basic score stats and advanced plus advanced analytics to get a number, right. okay? 
Um, it's creating a single number. It's basically impossible to do, but it. But this is the closest they can get to kind of projecting um, what's going to happen or what has happened and what's going to happen moving forward. So what's the highest number a person can get? Three. So three is great. Okay. okay so uh, the only numbers we really need to worry about are these four numbers. Three is great. Okay. Two is good. Okay. One is average. Okay. And zero or below is bad. So you can go below zero. You can go below zero. Okay. You do have some negatives, okay? Right. But for the Golden Knights, um, we uh, are elite. Let's see. Let me let me jump to my next page because that... I've seen some of these numbers before, and I, I've looked at this before. You So I know that you've looked at this more recently. So I'm, I looked at this, and there were some old numbers. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember looking at Reeves, for example, and he was like minus... Yeah, or something like that. So we, and I'm thinking that's horrible. You know, why do we have a player like that? That's not what I really thought because we know what his role is. But, um, but it, it was, it's, it's a convoluted number. It's difficult to figure out. But nonetheless, if you look at them, you can kind of assess where your players are relative to other players. Obviously, the more people you have that are in the higher mm -hmm. numbers, the better your overall team should feel or be or whatnot. Right. This is also though combined with their salaries. So oh, okay, like you say, so you're looking, for your bucks. yeah. So bang for the bucks, also for your salary. So based on how well they're performing, is it worth their salary? Okay, basically. So this, it's really, this is really fascinating. And okay. so they do their salary. Obviously, is is dictated by what we expect out of them. Absolutely, right? okay. absolutely. But so that means that someone with less of a salary isn't really expected to produce as so much as they, someone with. A higher salary so when they do produce I'm gonna suggest this is you can correct me if I'm wrong at a lower salary their number will be higher absolutely got it yes okay woo so this season Let's hear it. what do you have this season nine of our 13 forwards and four of our six defensive men have performed above their expectations okay that's pretty nine high and four is 13 nine okay. of 13 four of six okay okay so that's that's pretty great Number one on that list is Chandler Stevenson. Oh, don't wow. you love it? He's not paid a lot. What do, do we know what he do? He, know what he's yes, two point seven five million. It's wow. it's far below the expected salary for a top line center. Interesting. Yeah, so we got a really good deal on him. Do we know? I I know I shouldn't ask you. It's not fair because we didn't talk about this. Do you know? Do we know how long his contract is? Like when when his contract's up for real? I feel like he has he just extended like three or four years. Okay. Yep. So we have him for a little bit longer for sure. He's had thirty five points in the last fifty games. He's the he has the third highest GSVA, seventh highest um, cap hit uh, on the on the cap list. So he is just overperforming for he us. He is so fast. So fast. So he is. Oh. And when he gets a breakaway, he almost He's, every time scores. At least what, that's what it yeah, feels like. Yeah. We often go on what we feel, yes, right? Yes. <laughs> We're talking about a lot of things. I know. And I feel like this kind of helped to bring some numbers, you yes. know, and some, um, some okay, support to, to those feelings. Good Saskatchewan boy. Yeah. So then, of course, it's it's not yeah it's not it's not a surprise that um, Stone and Pat and Pacioretty are follow right up behind him. Um, I'm not I didn't really want to go into all of their specific no, stats because they it's so sure. obvious. Right, um, but they're up they're, on that list. So they're number they two are. and three. They are number two and three. Okay, for our team again, yes. and that's kind of saying something because Stone has paid a lot of money and so has Pacioretty, mm -hmm. but they're that. 
So they're exceeding expectations. They are exceeding their, they're performing above their above, expectations right fantastic. now. Yes. Um, okay. So then we have um, Tuck is next on the list. Good for Tuck. Yes. He's had a good year. So his cap hit is 4.75 million. He's had 18 goals. He ranks 45th in the league. He ranks 45th in the league for his play, like this for this number. Okay. But his salary is 220th, so it's pretty low. Okay. That's why his, um, his number is high. Is. Carlson still remains the best center on the team, um, regardless, even with Chandler Stevenson and, mm -hmm. you know, this bang for the buck. Kind I have of to thing. say about him, he is so consistent. Yes. You just know he's showing up, playing every day. He may not have had the points that he had that first season, but you know he's not going to be injured. He's just he's just there. He's well, doing what he's supposed to do every game, in and out. Especially defensively. Ugh, we could not we could not perform as well without his play defensively. He's also improved on his face-offs mm, this year. That's good. Yeah. So, um, so that is You know how awesome. we talked last time about once a night, always a night? Mm -hmm. Based on that commercial. And I kind of like, we, I think we should keep that thread going through, which we will. But to me, he'll always be a night. Yeah. I hope we never lose him. Yeah. I hope anyway. So. Okay. Then Cody Glass is on the list, next really? on the list. Yes, because his salary is only 863000 So his mm. salary is so low. Um, it's it's kind of weird that he's on the list because it's Has apparent, well, it's apparent that the, that the organization isn't, you know, excited about his play. He's back down in the AHL again. Yeah. And so, but most of, and the reason why is because most of that came on the man advantage. So most of his points mm -hmm. and with the play that he had, he had six of his 10 points was on the power play. Okay. And that's part of the problem. So they needed more for him from him in even strength, but mm -hmm. he still has a pretty good number. Um, okay. So then we have a couple with negative values. Oh, well we have, I'm the only one I'm going to talk about with the negative value is Smith. But he contributes, Riley Smith, but he contributes so much in other ways. He hasn't had a lot of goals um, so far this year, but DeBoer's still happy with him. Um, he contributes elsewhere. He plays in the defensive zone, and he's great on the penalty kill. So, But we have, as we talked about earlier, we have seen him yeah. start to contribute goal-wise. Like, really? I mean, he got that hat trick. If he's going to start now to find his game, I'm not saying he hasn't had his game, but, you know, if he's going to start to score and do what we've always seen him do, now's the time. Now's Let's the time it. to do Bring it. it up. Bring and it we, on, right? That is really <laughs> going to give us a big boost going into the playoffs sure. if he can do that, for sure. Do you have the number on Petrangelo? I do, but one one quick last okay. thing about him, just so that so our listeners can see kind of just kind of drill home how this works. So he has twenty three points in fifty two games. His salary is five million. Okay, so using those two numbers, that the the GSBA that he gets is a negative point five three, and that's because his salary so is so high. high, and he has not very many points. Right. Okay. Did he? You know these things better than I do, so it's and I'm, I'm, it's unfair to put you on the spot. Did he sign last year? I, I, was it? That I don't know. Yeah, it was in the last couple of years when he was playing pretty mm -hmm. hot that we signed him at that salary, which mm -hmm. is probably still a fine salary for him. Really, I think it is. He I just think he hasn't totally had the fine. year. So no, far. I think he's yeah. just struggling, and the, I think players they're not going to be superstars every single year. Um, yeah. But so, I'm, but I'm hoping, like we talked about, I'm hoping that this is he starts to hit his stride now because mm -hmm. we need that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about like who's scoring in each game, you're thinking yeah. about people's potentials. Like if every 
everyone is meeting their potential, we could kill this. Right. Kill this. So I'm going to just sidebar for a second here because I'll forget if I don't say it now. We didn't mention this and what's going on in the league, but to give this perspective, um, Connor McDavid is plays for the Edmonton Oilers, and he, in a 50, whatever, are we 52-game season? I don't know what mm-hmm. we're, like, preseason. He has hit 100, or I know. over 100 points. And I'd be really interesting to know what he, and he's paid a lot of money. Right. So um, he's been, I mean, talked about, he's having a phenomenal season. I just think that we'd kind of be remiss to not mention that is what's going on in the league. And I'd be interesting to find out what his number, I'm going to go back and check that out yeah. later about what his number is. You'll have to go because, figure it out, but I'm yeah. not good at math, so I won't be able to just pull that out I'm right sure, now. <laughs> I'm, sure we, I'm sure we don't have to do the math. I'm sure it's been done for us somewhere. <laughs> awesome. Okay, let's move into defensive men because I know okay. you're chomping at the bit for the Trangelo, but he's actually, he's going to be the last one I talk about. Okay. So Shay Theodore, phenomenal. He is out of this world. What's so, his number? Well, first, oh, I don't think I wrote, I... Strangely enough, I didn't write. Didn't write the numbers. I didn't write down numbers. Um, I think he had uh, like a three point something. Um, But it can only go as high as three. You said. Oh yeah, no, it can go three something. Okay. Yeah, he has like a three point six eight. I want to say. I know, Um, but uh, so he signed a seven year contract for thirty six point four million. Okay, so he's the fifty first highest paid defensive man. So he's fifty first. He's sixth in the league, though, right now for wow. defensive men. Yeah. Seventh in points. Really? Yes. And he has a career high right now for his playtime at 22.38 minutes. So he's doing really well. He provided more value um, on his contract than any other player on our team. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so so we got Shay Theodore. He's locked in. Alec Martinez... I love him. I freaking love him too. Do you know that they, maybe you said this last time, but, or maybe we've talked about it, but I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast that he actually has special equipment made and he wears so that he can block all those shots. Yes. So he's. I think we might've mentioned that the last time. He is, he, he has been one of the best trades. I think we've Uh ever, besides, well, anyway, he's phenomenal. Jesse Granger, I'm going to have to 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 send him a prop right now. He called, he said that he's having a renaissance season. And as a lover of art and literature, <laughs> I thought that was the best reference to him because he's 33 years old. So he's having a renaissance season. This stat is going to blow your mind right now. So he leads the NHL with 168 block shots. Wow. Okay, second place in the league for block shots, 43. Are you serious? Yes. It blew my mind. That's ridiculous. It blew my mind. He's got 32 points in 53 games. Um, His career high, so he has 32 points right now in only 53 games, okay? His career high was 39 points in 82 games, and that was back in 2016, 2017 wow. season. So he is... He's all in. Oh, he's on fire. He yeah. is on fire right now. Little nervous about him right now with the injury. So... I know. Uh, I know we're going to talk about injuries in a little bit. I don't know if we just want to... Th- yeah, just talk about it now. Throw it in right now. Little nervous about him with the injury. What I read was that he has had an injury for a while. He's been playing with an injury, and it just got too bad that he could not play. So um, hopefully we will see him back because we, we absolutely need him. Need him. There in is the no doubt we need him yeah. in the playoffs for just block shots alone. Yeah, incredible. 
So I'm just gonna pop over just to Zach Whitecloud just because he made it in the list right um, in the middle there. He only makes 725,000. He has a 0.57 score, mm -hmm. uh, but he's reliable. Yeah, and everybody, seven. and his, yeah. I mean, I, that's another situation where mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like he's better, better than, than that. that. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's what the numbers say. Okay. So Petrangelo, this is, this is where, you know, he hasn't lived up to his gigantic contract yet. I'm going to throw in yet, yet because I want to be positive for him. Yeah. And I'm, I'm already positive and amped up for our playoffs. Um, so he has 22 points on 40 games. Um, he's the fifth highest paid defensive man. Really? He's the 26th um, and the 26th highest paid player of all really? the players. Yeah, so it's a lot of money. A, it's a lot, lot of, of expect that's a high expectation high right expectation. there so his i did write down his number oh. he is a 1.58 that's pretty high it's not horrible it's average it's a little bit above average so we do we huh. would we would prefer to see him between two and three sure right but it's not terrible um, like we talked about earlier, well, we did we talk about it earlier yet? He has been producing now. No, we were going to talk yeah, about it. Let's, like, let's, let's talk do. about that. Yeah, like, let's talk a little bit about this. So he's getting a, a little better. He's had eight points in the last nine games. So that's mm -hmm. better than what he was doing before. We this, How many goals? I, I didn't bring that number with me. I know he's had at least two or three. He's had two or three. I yeah. don't know the exact goals either. And that's what we expect of him. He's supposed to be an offensive defenseman. Yeah, and if you'll remember back to an old podcast, we talked about when they first signed him, oh, he's going to be, he'll probably be great the first three or four years, but then after that, he might be a drag on the cap and blah, blah, blah. We don't know because he's getting older, da, da, da. So to this first year has been challenging in the beginning, but he did have an injury. He was out for a little yeah, bit too. Yeah, so that. I wonder how that plays into the numbers. They've got to consider the games played and everything in those numbers. I wonder if they, if that if an injury brings the number down or if they sort of remove those in I'm the calculation. I'm not even sure that they but, have it in the calculation. Right. So I think it's just the numbers. So I'm hoping that like Riley Smith. Alex mm -hmm. Petrangelo will he'll start riding his stride and start producing in the way that we need him to. Um, you had brought up earlier too about his uh, liking to play yeah, so in this very is, high. Well, I wonder if he. I mean, I think all obviously when they're playing at this level, they're all competitive people. You know, these guys. That's what get you know. But maybe he gets the edge and plays even better during the high competitive high stakes games because in his last few interviews that I've watched he has made that statement this is the fun time of the year this is when I love to play this is the best time of the year and so when they were going up against Colorado he made that statement and so going into the playoffs he might just come alive you know and maybe I'm not saying he would have been holding back I don't think that that's not what these guys do but maybe he gets an edge to him and mm -hmm. I think I suspect we're gonna see the Petrangelo we paid for in the playoffs so that would be... We have to. This is the time we need it, right? <laughs> This is the time. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Come on. All right. Awesome. Okay. So that... That's cool. So I haven't... I read that article, but I skimmed over it. And um, I thanks for bringing that. That was... That's good numbers. Oh, that's this, good. That's fun stuff Yeah. It right got there. me really, really excited. It, it um, kind of quells 
the negative feelings you have towards certain players when you realize, you know, sometimes you're just remembering like certain plays or certain mm-hmm. games or something like that. And you're just like, come on, like, like why can't you? you? Right. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, even a good example is Carlson. You know, when you talked about the first, his first season, like 40, he had 40 plus goals. Yeah. You know, we just don't see that from him anymore. But, but when you look at his numbers, you look where he is, he's still the best center on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is contributing in so many ways. So goals aren't everything. Right. Uh, they are everything at the end of the game, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, end of each game. But, uh, but yeah, I think we're, I think we're in a good spot for the playoffs. So maybe we could just talk about kind of the wrap up what we're looking at here going into the playoffs. Oh, you know what? There's one other really important thing I needed to um, add. Okay. And and, uh, and this kind of goes with that. Vegas's top line scored more goals than any other combination in the league. So Pacioretty, really? Stone, and um, and Stevenson. Um, they scored the most. So they're at the they're number one in the league for the most goals. Our second line ranked fifth. So, uh, really? yes, Carlson, Marcia So, and Smith ranked fifth. We're the only team with two lines in the top and wow. in the top uh, twenty or whatever they. So I'm going to say something that's not going to be popular, but it plays in the back of my mind and it adds to some of my worry and concern about Vegas, our hometown team, who we love and want. Is that this year's been so weird because of COVID and who we're playing? And we have not even played an Eastern team. We have not yeah. played any of these teams out east or in Central or even in Canada. And it sort of becomes this bubble of, well, we're playing only ourselves, the same, this division over and over and over again. And I know every division has some lower seed teams. Every division has some bottom teams. And it's been really interesting as these final teams have been selected or have made their rank, you know, have been secured in the playoff spot. It's without, without, um, I think every division has had the top three teams and then this last spot has been kind of duked out. But there's a large disparity between the third team and the fourth in terms mm-hmm. of points, which statistically suggests that every those top teams are going to be playing these bottom teams, and it almost, I feel, somewhat inflates the position. So in my view, I, I don't want to say where our position's inflated, but the numbers are, but I think there's something there statistically, intuitively, that tells me that we're kind of, the numbers aren't real numbers. Could be. Overall, like mm-hmm. if you're to, if we'd all been playing, we've been playing Washington, if we'd been playing Boston, if we'd had to play Pittsburgh, if we had to play, I don't know where we would have fallen. That is, I guess, what remains to be seen. Right. When you think that even when we're going into the playoffs and some of these teams aren't even going to make it through because of just who are, who they're playing and how they're going to get weeded mm-hmm. out. It's kind of crazy. Right. Well, and it on the flip side, it's kind of the same thing for us, at least right now, like being the second team in the league with win in the entire league with wins, we still didn't win our division. Yeah. So, because the top two teams have been Colorado yeah. And, and yeah. So it's just kind of everything's and weird. We had eighty points. Yeah. It's and just, we had they did too. We had more wins than them. And we still didn't get number one. Right. But of course it's so it's just I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch everything play out. It will be. Mm-hmm. It see will what happens. be. Because it's, I, I think it's going to be a whole, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We will see. It's sort of like Toronto. You know, Toronto is coming in, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here. We're talking about, uh, you know, Toronto is first in the Canadian division. And when they come through, I don't even know if I can pick Toronto as a, 
although their numbers are completely there, as even making it through because they come from such a weak division yeah. overall. Yeah. And will they be able to hold their own? And Toronto's a whole other game. We would not topic we can't talk about them they've yeah. got the curse of since 1967 they, they do terribly in the playoffs their fans are anyway discouraged with them it's almost like you, they've got they've been cursed but anyway <laughs> it's a it's a whole other thing but we won't well, we won't talk about that let's no, move on let's tie up some loose ends on going into the playoffs so what what did you have for that um sorry what do you mean loose ends going into the playoffs well we well we're worried about patches oh coming back sort with of what, injuries okay yeah so let's talk about, yeah, what's going to work well for us, what's not going right. in, what's our positioning? Well, I think, like you said, we've got, first of all, what was going for us, we've got these Jennings Trophy winners. We've got probably the best goalie tandem in in the league. And going into the playoffs, we know, quote-unquote, goalies win playoffs. Yes. Not always true, but mostly. It's a, it's a general rule. When you right. look, when I pick my teams in the bracket, I'm looking at who's the goalie, first thing. What's how? Who is the goalie? Are they? Do they have great goaltending? And you know, and because goalies win playoffs, it's a great stat to have on your side yes. going into the playoffs. And it's a sure. defensive game. Mm-hmm. The playoff game is a defensive game, um, which is why I think we struggled so much last year because we didn't seem to be able to generate those rushes that give us points, and um, we could we had a tough time scoring. So having said that, in also along with the defensive type of game, we have the number one penalty kill in the league. Yes, and love so that. going into the playoffs, that is in our court. We can kill off penalties, mm-hmm. and so if you know you tend to now in playoffs, the the refs tend to let people play, let let the players play a little more and right. don't call as much. Well, but emotions are higher yeah. too, so there are going to be mm-hmm. penalties. Yeah. So we have the most wins. That when we just talked a little bit about that, we've got the goaltending. Um, uh, what else do we have? What else does Vegas have going into the playoffs that's going to work for us? Uh, We've got Stone. Yes, don't we? You know, <laughs> I know you love him for a lot of reasons other than hockey. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I love him because he's so smart. He's so smart. Oh, he is so smart. And he gets in there like... He just gets in there. He knows what to do. He knows mm-hmm. when to turn it over. He knows when to turn it around. He knows when to, to go here and go there. He sees people all over the yeah. ice. It's just incredible. It's and I feel like lately he's taken a little bit more of, uh, you know, the spotlight in shooting. And I've loved to see that. And he's been scoring right at the right times, right when he needs to, just like a he just is a captain. Yeah, Man. he really is. And the captain I of like my watch- heart. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching him slow down the play. Like he yes. can he doesn't seem to get fussed. It's almost mm-hmm. like his brain's working in slow motion and he can make that happen as mm-hmm. well on the ice mm-hmm. for whatever is going on around him and then he can just poof make that play. Yeah. It's a, it's a, and for a high speed game mm-hmm. when you're on skates going however many miles an hour you're going with a puck that's going it's incredible. It is incredible. If you see him in the after game interviews, though, you can just you see him <laughs> thinking. You see him like working through everything, and it's almost like watching him play hockey. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. He's very unique, a very unique individual. Yeah. He's. He, I wonder if he's kind of like a genius. Yeah. You know, I, because in some of those after games, I'm thinking, focus, Mark. Yeah. Focus on the question. <laughs> he looks like he's staring off into space, and sometimes, you know, he's playing with his hair or 
you know, it's so bizarre sometimes. I'm like, oh. oh. But you know who's really good in front of the camera? Is Pacioretty. Yeah. He's brilliant. He the, like, he he's is. probably the best guy in front of the camera. <laughs> Leonard's the same. He's not great. He's always, like, stroking his beard and scratching at his face. It's like, you know, Leonard, please. I know. Just, like, I know we didn't talk about this, but we have to. <laughs> okay, I totally forgot about this. After his loss, after his loss, he was the first one out for that um, – who are we playing? Why is I? Why I can um, never. I am so bad. I think it was the Wild. When he came out, he came out for the first interview, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow!" Either he wants to take responsibility, yeah. or this is his punishment, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Because wow, I was so frustrated at the end of that game with him mm-hmm. for him to come out. I mean, it doesn't really matter how I felt after he came out, but for him to come out and address that and take responsibility in a lot of ways, you know, saying I need to do better. Um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. And he did it the game after too. Mm-hmm. Like he lost another, I believe. Um, and I think, and he did it twice. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I saw the second one. Yeah. So that 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 one was huge. That was huge for me. So I did want to throw that in there. Yeah. So we have that going. We I, I feel like what we have going for our team too is just like a lot of really smart players, a really great team um, atmosphere. So like climate, like everyone seems to like each other. They get along yep. really well. Um, they're playing well in front of both goalies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they seem to support each other no matter what. And I think that that, that chemistry can be really helpful right. moving into um, playoffs as well. So. so let's talk about what's not, what may hold us back a bit or maybe is you know we wish wasn't theirs possibly going into the playoffs and for me we can talk about injuries and we should but we're playing the dang wild like the wild (laughs) has our number not just this year i think but since inception of this Mm -hmm. team Mm -hmm. for some reason the wild knows how to play us and i bet you the wild's glad they're playing us and not colorado but it's a mental it's a mental thing i feel like it's a mental thing and i do feel like beating them in the last that last game I think hopefully got us over the hump. Like I'm we've hoping... won two games and lost five. Mm-hmm. But we, ex- I think we expected to lose that next game after that tough the, that tough loss with Leonard when Leonard was in the goal, then Flurry was in the goal the mm-hmm. next night. Um, I think that there was there was some anxiety going into that game. You know, I think probably some people were thinking, well, Flurry's going to be in the goal, we'll be okay. Um, maybe some people were, were still thinking, like, mentally, like, we just cannot beat this team. We cannot right. beat this team. So I think that anticipation of losing and then actually winning, I'm hoping, got us over the hump. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think Minnesota's going to come out and they're going to be – I mean, we can win, beat this team. There's no question. Oh, there's any no question. Any team can win any night. Mm-hmm. But this team statistically yeah. has won – more games than we have against, you know, in playing us. And even this season is the one team that we have not beat consistently, yeah. that we've lost to consistently. Consider so consider Riley Smith, though, amping up, and okay. consider Petrangelo amping up. Right. That could push us over. Yeah. Right? It has to. If everyone else is playing their game. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that we have against us, you know, or I guess, or what's not working well for us going into play us is injury. You know, I don't know about Reeves. He's been out for a long time. I'm not saying he's a huge, I'm not going to say he's not an asset to our team, but when we go into the playoffs, it's a physical, it's going to be much more physical, and he's good on the ice for that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the kid's name that's uh, kind of stepping in for him? 
Is uh, it? Keegan Colasar. Colasar. Yeah. yeah. So he's been do, doing well. And honestly, McNabb, holy smokes, that guy. Yeah, can, he's had a lot of... He, he's had a lot of great hits against Colorado that mm-hmm. last game. he I want to say he had three phenomenal hits, um, at least, that yeah. I witnessed. Um, so Patches is day-to-day. Yes. Patch Ready is day-to-day. We Krebs need, has we a need him jaw. back. This feels like deja vu, though, uh, because last year he was injured going into the playoffs, too, and he came into the playoffs and he didn't perform very well. I know. So uh, that's because a little scary. Injury. I know. Yeah. And then there's Martinez. Like, that's honestly the scariest part. Because, again, remember, we're defensive. We got a, we guess we've got a great power. We've got the best penalty kill. But we're only on the power play number 22nd in the league. Mm-hmm. Yes. 17.8%. Yes, Terrible. That's, yeah, that's really weak. Yeah. We have really struggled with the power play. Oof, anyway, that's... all right. All anything right. Else, anything else about what you know about going into the playoffs? Where we no, stand or anything? No, I think and just everyone, everyone out there having a collective positive energy moving forward. Let's just try to push them along, push them over. Yeah. I hope so. Okay. Do you have any? Do we? Are we? I know we're going to talk Sellies. Yeah. No. No. Let's do, go right into terms of Sellies. Do you want to do ready. that, or do you want to talk about your own predictions going into playoffs? Oh. Well, so, I can, I yeah, you might be better at this than I am. Well, I'll, got, th- I'll throw in something here and there um, okay. on my predictions. So we have Boston playing Washington. Yes. So I think Washington is favored, but I think Boston is probably going to beat them. I think I think it's possible for them to uh, to beat them. I think that they know how to win. They know how to win playoff games, and I don't know. I I just. It's just a feeling. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Instead of going through all of that, do you have your own thoughts about each division and who might be coming out in that division first? Because we could, because obviously there's a couple of games going on in each division. Um, and then... I don't know. I'd have to look at the list. So okay. Why don't you, Yeah. I, well, we can save that for the next one. I mean, we don't have to I talk think, too much about it. No, and I think after we get done with this, too, uh, you know, our, this, I think we should hook up um, after our um, round here with Minnesota. Okay. Um, and then maybe we can talk about, we can talk about all that. Is that all right? Yeah, sounds okay. good. I think we'll kind of know too, like who's sure. moving on, and that might be a little bit better. Okay. Unless you've got someone you want to. No, the only thing wanna... I really wanted to sort of that I, I, it's it's kind of a strange year, but I when I sat down and looked at my bracket, um, and I always like I said I look at the goalies and I I want to see and and the, as much as the statistically with people coming back off injuries, it looks like Tampa Bay is probably favored or could be favored that's going to be an interesting matchup mm-hmm. against the florida panthers yeah you know in the same state it's kind of but i actually have the panthers going for a couple of i do too. a cup i have them um they're, they're kind on of, a streak they're right now streak. they're yeah. a nine game winning streak or eight game winning streak and tampa's been losing mm-hmm. lately and it could be because of the injuries and stuff but yeah i have florida too okay all right I don't need to say any more about that. We'll we'll see how that plays out. Um, next, we'll talk about that next podcast. Okay. All right. Let's talk to chirpies and chirpies. Okay, so chirpies. chirps and sellies. <laughs> we haven't really done chirps and sellies in a while. Um, so I thought we'd bring it back. I thought it'd be fun. So we're going to talk some chirps. Chirps okay. is like bad things, you know, that have happened. Um, and then we'll talk sellies. So those are our positive things that sellies means celebrations. Um, so chirps. Our first chirp is... Uh, losing the president's trophy. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of sucked. Yeah. I mean, I bet you it was the first time everybody had their eyes around the TV watching that last game with Colorado playing the LA Kings because if they 
the Kings won, we would have taken the president's trophy. And if, um, but what was the likelihood of that? I mean, the first first period they were up one nothing, and then Colorado came and just obliterated them in the second. Yeah, and secured that position. And even though we have the same amount of points. The nod goes to the team with the most regulation wins, which right. Colorado had over us, even though we had more total wins. Right. Well, um, and you can't really complain about their play no. in that game because they were just phenomenal. Meaning and our team. With, in, against Colorado. Against Colorado. Right. I'm sorry. In the in the in our Colorado game, I really can't complain. Um they they played their little guts out. Game. It was a great game. Uh Leonard played fantastic. Yeah. Um, he was awesome. It just, you know, it was just, it was a little bit of a letdown, but it was a cap issue. It's a money issue. Yeah, we only have 15 players. Yeah, yeah. To not have everybody playing and playing at full strength. So, yeah. but tell us about the urban legend about the, oh um, yeah, that basically it's kind of the kiss of death to have, to earn that trophy that a lot of the teams that earn that trophy don't win the cup. So in a second, in the, you know, second thoughts, like, oh, maybe it's a good thing we didn't win it. Yeah. You know, because now we don't have that hanging over our heads yeah. and have to, you know, it's uh, so in the next breath we could say maybe it's a Sully. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it can go either way. Uh, all right. Okay, I've got a t- one that I've got a chirp that I'm not happy about. I read about this this week, and that's that a lot of the um, teams are starting to lo- loosen up on the dress code. Yeah. And they're letting players, and this is a team by team thing. Mm. And I didn't realize that in their contracts, some of their contracts, they're mandated that they have to wear suits. Oh. But now there are some teams that are saying you can wear what you want, and you're seeing more casual guys walk out to games in more casual attire rather than the suits. And I, and it was even in this article, it was interesting because they said, you can tell, it used to be you could tell the European players versus the American players or Canadian players or North American players because of the type of suit they wore, mm-hmm. the slim fit European style. Well, now you're seeing that across yes. the board. But um, I like that we wear suits. I do too. I don't want to see that go away. I think it's I classy. Either. It is. So that's a chirp, you teams that are yes. listening on that. If that becomes a trend, we're going to see guys walking out in there. I don't know what, but right now they all look pretty stylish and good, and yeah. I like that. I think I it's like classy. I like to see. Well, and I like to see their different styles. I like to see what they come up with, because some of them are really uh, creative yeah. or adventurous. But so they still look good. They look fantastic. They don't they look, look sloppy phenomenal. or casual. I yeah. like the formality. They look professional. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've said about that. All right. So, thir- our, so this chirp... <laughs> This chirp is going to kind of take us into our sellies, and it's all about Pete DeBoer because it, you know, the way that he pronounces names is just mind boggling to me. So the other night, the other <laughs> night I was watching in the interview after the game, and he said, Peter Angelo. He says that all the time. And you ask me, is this a Canadian thing? I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't hear all the other, any, all the Canadian guys that are on, you know, the NHL.com, they don't. They are not saying Peter Angelo. I don't know where he gets his. But why doesn't anybody say to him, hey, that's not how you say his name? Like, I don't that's know. Fair, I think it's, it's a little weird. embarrassing. Wait, it's the same thing with Carrier. Yeah. Carrier. Carrier. Like, dude, it's a French name. That. It's Carrier. <laughs> like, you're a Canadian. You should at least know this. I don't know so, what his deal is. So strange. Okay. But on the flip side, it's a coincidental, though, that both that both this Chirp and Sully relate to names. Um, he he is a lot more personable with the um, journalists after games. I love this. I love that he when when a reporter it's their turn and the guy that's whoever's facilitating says, "Okay, Jesse Granger from the Athletic." Pete DeBoer always says, "Jesse, hi Jesse, hi Jesse, mm-hmm. hi Jesse, 
right, to whomever, and then they go ahead and lead with their question. Mm -hmm. And he does this with every reporter. Yeah. And I think it's class act. Yeah. Total class. It's warm. It's, it invites them to ask their question. It says, I'm willing to hear you. Like, it says a lot when he said, you know, it's right. like, I'm listening. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a great quality. I don't know I like that any other coach does that. I haven't noticed, but I notice it with him. I think that's a definite selling. Good on you, Deborah, because it maybe offsets the fact that you can't pronounce your own team member's name. <laughs> Okay, our next Sully is for Paul Stastny. He just got played in his thousandth NHL game. And I know we haven't had Stastny on our team for very long. I don't know if it was two years, three years. I don't remember. But he's, for me, once a night, always a night. Yeah. Well, I and love him that positioned in between our, you know, Pacioretty and Stone, too, I think, as <gasps> part of that line, I think yeah. we just, you know, they they, can't, they came as a package. Yep. And um, so I agree. Always, once that a was... night, always a night. Our, I think the Vegas Golden Knights um, sent out um, some love to him as well as Mark Stone mm -hmm. um, posted about it and uh, Flurry's wife. He's playing for Winnipeg Jets right now, I believe. I've got to double check that. But I'm pretty sure that's accurate. I kind of feel this is a fact that I might be messing up on. But I believe when he received that award, it was the first time anybody on that team received a hundred ga a thousand game wow. award. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's for the Jets. It was fun to see um, him and his family out there. That mm -hmm. was that was great. Okay. And then our six Sully. Or in the, our ne our next Sully. I love oh this one. Oh my gosh. You and, gotta talk about this one yes, this is so your pick. And Evander, I think it's <laughs> Evander Kane called out Jake Paul on social media wanting to fight him. Okay. So I'm not I don't like fights. I'm telling you, like I do I don't watch any of oh, those. Oh, you don't watch fighting. I don't like fighting. I don't like watching them flesh on flesh. I don't like the sound of it. I don't like the blood. I don't like all that stuff. But I hope Evander Kane kicks his butt. Okay, so I think we need to tell our listeners who Jake Paul is. Okay. Do you do you want to explain that? No, you can. Okay, so Jake Paul is he used to be a YouTuber. Yes. And he was big in the, like all the kids know who Jake Paul is. Yes. And he kind of got his fame through that. And he has a brother as well who does fighting and what, anyway, he got into fighting. And now he, I think it's almost publicity and money making totally. stuff because Absolutely. he's calling out these people to play, to fight, but they're not even, like he's a boxer fighter. So he called, the last game, there was some big phenomenal thing that everybody watched and paid 50 bucks to see or whatever. Uh, wasn't it Evander Holyfield? It was like an old boxer? Well, no, I think he one? coached him. Oh. No. This, no. something like this. I think he fought, I think he just fought somebody. Anyway, well, he, he okay. fought an MMA guy. Okay. Who was like in his, it looked, I mean, I don't know if we were just sort of overzealous about how we described it, but the guy looked unfit. He that wasn't a fighter. He's MMA. Yeah. He looked like he was forty years old and flabby, and he was out there. And the, he Jake Paul knocked, dropped him. Yeah. And the okay, let me tell you this. Okay, I'm, <laughs> this is not even hockey. The ref looked like he was ninety-eight years old. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. And so this ref calls the calls the fight in the first thirty seconds, and he and he looks at him. He's like, oh, calls the fight, and he he wins by knockout, and he's yeah. cheering himself on Jake Paul. Oh, he's so like arrogant. he is. Just knocked down Mike Tyson in his prime. Right. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And I thought, okay, this is so staged. And then you see the, you know, this uh, guy, I don't even remember his name, walking off with his wife, you know, probably with a $6 million check in his pocket or whatever he got paid for the fight. Anyway, so Jake Paul's a jerk. Well, I mean, it's not a jerk, but he's kind of, it's just 
ridiculous. So I would love to. The only time I'll ever even um, <laughs> are you gonna you know, pay for that? Vote for Evander. I oh. might even pay to watch Evander <laughs> Kane knock this guy out because I would. N- I'm never gonna cheer for Evander Kane, uh, who, by the way, has had his best season. Yeah, like he really has. I'm gonna. I can't believe I'm even. Oh calling my gosh, that out. these are so many sellies for the for the for the San Jose Shark. I left her. We dissed him last last podcast, but yeah. yeah. Evander King, knock out Jake Paul, please, and uh, I'll be there watching front row seats. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll send you a screenshot of the win after. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, another Sully, um, our second to last Sully, is what Leonard said about uh, Flurry. And, you know, I think it's – I know that they talk about them having a good relationship and both of them wanting to play and all of that. It just – there just has to be, like, some – stuff you know there's just some there's got to be some tension sometimes or whatever but it was really nice robin leonard um had tweeted it's an honor to be able to play with and get to know mark a fun prize for us to win together with the hard work of our entire team been really cool to see the special season mark has had and i believe that's where the vesna belongs now the fun begins so i was just i like even now i feel a little emotional about it i got a little chills I got chills. So, and the other thing that's cool with that, and um, just to go along with that, is that when Flurry skates on that ice, he's going to be the first goalie who's ever skated in fifteen consecutive postseason playoffs. Yeah, first goalie ever. We in the really, NHL. really have a treasure. And you know how you love um, Jesse Granger. Yeah, he said that this season is his Picasso. Yeah, and Jesse Granger loves. Larry. He does. He does. So, you know, it would be good to end on that, Sally, but I'm going to add one more you to do. it. You do. You have to add this because last this one because it's me, even it, I lovelier. love this one. And that is Chandler Stevenson. Now that you've given me that stat on him, it makes it even more of a Sally, is that if you watch at the end of the games when the team goes to congratulate the goalie, Chandler Stevenson has the biggest smile on his face and he hugs Flurry and he doesn't stop. <laughs> he pats his head, he gives him a hug, he doesn't let go. They it's talk, like he they just kiss, like he's in love with him. Doing. It's it's the best thing to watch Chandler Stevenson give Flurry his hug at the end of a win. It is. It's it is amazing. The best. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, what a great What a great note. way to go into the and playoffs. Absolutely. Good luck to our Vegas Golden Knights. We'll both of us will uh, be cheering them on, obviously, and oh, I just hope that we're on the back end of this. We're mm-hmm. celebrating some more. I know. <laughs> so go Knights, go. And you should put on your um, our Instagram in the stories or as a post the maybe that quote from Leonard. Oh, definitely. That would be really I, good. I'm going to have a bunch of stuff up on our stories, um, some of the stats that I talked about, some graphics of those stats, um, Leonard's tweet. Um, so check out our stories. Um, please leave comments, rate this podcast. Uh, we are super excited um, to move forward and looking looking forward to next year too. Absolutely, um, continuing with our podcast. So I think that'll that'll do it. Remember, friends and fans, only hook on, on the, the ice. ice.